Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. On this episode, it is myself, Charlie, at Chuck Col- underscore Colorado on Twitter, and my colleague and partner in crime, who I'm sitting right next to at this current point in time, Chris Ramiro, just another pro wrestling fan on Twitter. We're going to be breaking down a lot of different topics, but in the style that we like to do it, which we for- we formally have done. And we're going to take you through the buffet line again. This buffet line is going to have different topics, though, than last time you heard, and more relevant topics because we just had a crazy weekend of mania. So first off, Chris, how are you doing? Doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. How are you doing? How are you doing? Um, oh, something just popped up on my screen. Okay, great. So, Chris, crazy effing weekend I, of it's, wrestling. It's not even a weekend, bro, because I started watching <laughs> this stuff. Um, so, Friday. Friday I started, and today is Wednesday. And I think today will be the, it's the, the day that I have not watched any wrestling since Friday. So, how, how does how does Carla feel about that? <laughs> um, she is supportive. Okay, and uh, and she'll join, you know, and she'll watch with me once in a yeah, while. Yeah, she's a fan. Yeah, so um, and she's she's fine with it. Uh, she was, you know, she was happy that you know everybody came over to watch Mania at the house. Yeah, uh, we also had uh, NXT the night before. A couple buddies came over too. Yep. Um, and Friday, she just let me be on my own because she's like, I don't know why you're, um, you know, watching so many old manias. <laughs> um, but she loves the uh, the Hall of Fame. Great, you know. So, so she's she's supportive and um, can't complain. Yeah. So Thursday, there was, this past Thursday, there was no wrestling for you. Right on Thursday, I don't think I watched anything. It was just trying to get work done, so yep. I would not have to touch any email or anything, you know, work related. Right uh, until Tuesday, because I actually took Monday off. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for some people that I know that went down to Orlando, it is it was a Thursday to probably Tuesday night mm-hmm. binge of wrestling for them. Yours was similar. You started on Friday, and and comparing to do lists, which we'll get into in the salad bar section. I believe yours might be a little bit longer. So you had a, mm-hmm. a long Friday, takeover was Saturday, probably some other things as well. Sunday was WrestleMania, Monday Raw, Tuesday SmackDown. So it's yep. been a binge <laughs> of wrestling for a lot of different people. So let's get into the salad bar, if you don't mind, unless you wanted to um, say something. Do you Before we go into the salad bar, yeah. do you want to open in, uh, I, I, I want to say, in uh, two heels and a face, face uh, style? Yeah, we can. By naming our that. two heels and a face, of right? The moment. Yes. Let's. Uh, so, so in this segment, you said it. Mm-hmm. We're we're naming two heels and one face at this very moment that we're recording that mm-hmm. have, I guess you could say, affected our lives recently or have shined in our eyes at what they do best. So, why don't you start then? Okay. So. If we're gonna start with heels of heels. I hope we don't have. But base, I, also, I didn't ask you your list before, so we might yeah, have. Yeah, we don't people. know what we have. But <laughs> um, heels of heels, right now, the first one that I wrote down was Roman Reigns. Okay. Right. I didn't have that one, so that's good. And so I'm a little torn that's a good because one. I, like, so his heat is a bit different, right? It's not. It, he's a heel. He's considered a heel because of the heat that he gets from the crowd. But I think McMahon doesn't look at him as a heel. So. Um, like I, I'm just putting the the heel uh, label on him because okay. I think that's going to allow that's going to allow me to like him a little bit in that role and just yeah. really not get behind the you know 
the typical fan who's just going to boo him because it's Roman Reigns. Right. 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 So uh, I want to make Go a ahead. couple points yeah. on this, if you don't mind, really quick. I think there are reasons to dislike Roman Reigns. I think there are reasons to like him. I think that he is a good wrestler. Mm -hmm. This is my opinion of him. I think that there are people who don't even know why they hate him and just hate him because it was the because cool now it's thing a thing to do. To do yeah, it, it's been a it's been a mm -hmm. thing to do, but it still currently is. Yes, and hopped on the bandwagon. And if you ask them, they couldn't really give you reasons why they just so, do. It. They just do funny it. story real quick. Okay, so watching Raw, um, we took Monday off. Carla took Monday off as well. And Carla's <laughs> my fiance, by the way. Carla is <laughs> yes, yes. To um, give some background. Um, so, you know, Carla and I took the day off on Friday and uh, Friday, I'm sorry, uh, Monday, uh, we had a uh, early dinner slash lunch with my parents. Okay. Um, we were at their house and we we're driving back home and it was, Raw was about to start. We didn't want to miss it. So we were watching Raw as we were driving. So I made her drive <laughs> so, so I could have Raw on the phone. It's uh, <laughs> dedication right there. I love it. And so Roman comes out and he's, you know, getting all the chance. He gets the FU chant. He gets all these chants. So Carla's like, she's like, what do you expect right now? What do you think he's going to do? I'm like, I really want him to just, you know, cut a, a, a heelish promo. I'm like, glad you're talking about this. Continue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, she's like, like, yes, that would make sense. You know, like the people are already, you know, booing him and mm -hmm. f you chance and everything yep. she's like this is the moment for him to fully embrace heal and run with it right yep. like that's gonna make the character stronger and then people are gonna have a reason to boom so i'm like all right that makes sense but then he comes out and he does the one-liner which i don't know how i feel about it okay i have i have a feeling about it okay go for it first off i think that I think he's still. I would still currently classify him as a tweener. Uh -huh. I know tweener is not a. It's not a traditional role in wrestling. I think that it's a role that could be used and needs to be more defined. Maybe he's defining that right now. So maybe when, maybe we'll change the name of the podcast to Two Heels, a and Face, a tweener. and a Tweener. <laughs> but I, I loved that promo. Loved it. Mm -hmm. I love Roman Reigns when. He is smug because I've heard stories mm -hmm. and instances, right? These are stories. Mm -hmm. These are hearsay. But that he, he is, there has been occasions where he's been a smug person in real life. Remember that story that Thomas Hover told us about how, mm -mm. oh man, there was, uh, it was something about he was yelling at Roman Reigns outside of a, uh, Roman Reigns was hanging out of a bus window. Uh-huh. So there, it, it was a story, but it, basically the story was, Roman gave or gave him the cold shoulder, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, and and I'm not saying Roman's a bad guy. And there's people. He's D guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not a bad guy. He's not a good guy. He's D guy. Correct. So that's a hearsay story. But I've heard a couple more of those. So I think that right. And I think the promo ultimately like yeah. saves him from giving the fans the the heelish that that we're kind of hoping for him to expose the the heelish persona character. But at the same time, he's keeping it safe. Where, where, where it's like, it's not too much heat that the kids are going to hate him. Yeah, he, he didn't commit, right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a committal to one side or the other. But I still loved it because that's my favorite type of Roman. Like I said, mm -hmm. he's, it was smug because he might be smug in real life. That's an assumption. And I think Roman is at his best when you play to his strengths. His strengths are running around and clotheslining and spearing people and yeah. beating the crap out of them. His strengths are not talking. He didn't talk. He used the silence 
of the crowd to he, say more than to yeah. say correct to <laughs> say more than he needed to say to you that was basically him talking but it wasn't um, and then he, I like how he put up the, the mic up to his mouth and, and didn't say anything and the booze got louder. Yeah. I thought that was perfect. I thought that's all you needed to say. You, d- you don't, don't have him. To, he can say more by saying less. Don't have him right. and go I think into that's these something, long that was the, the That was something we all wanted, you know, when, yeah. um, probably a year ago, right? Like, don't, don't give him the mic. Keep him away from the mic. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I was super interested in Roman Reigns was... When he speared, was it? It was after I think TLC. It was after TLC. I'm not sure what year it was. Maybe it was 2015. Okay. And he lost. He just lost a title to Sheamus in a title defense. Mm-hmm. And he then he speared the shit out of Triple H and beat oh, his yeah. ass after. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite type of Roman. That's a Roman who kicks ass, takes names, and I, I, I don't think he talked much on the mic after that. Right. And then, but his babyface Roman loves to talk on the mic. Uh-huh. I like tweener Roman who just will beat the shit out of you and not say a whole lot. That's my favorite type of Roman, personally. All right, so who's your heel? My, uh, so my first heel is Asuka. Asuka, okay. Asuka, Asuka is, first of all, when Asuka smiles at the camera, she, like, uh-huh. she, can, she can't speak English, it's just fine. But she can, her facial expressions and body language are awesome mm-hmm. at speaking English or any, or, uh, or any kind of language. To the crowd, at speaking yeah. to the crowd. She pulled a heelish, heelish move to win her match, pushed the referee into the ropes, mm-hmm. and NXT takeover. And then she basically like looked at the crowd and gave, uh, with her, without saying anything, she basically said, oh, was that me? Or, oh, mm-hmm. did I do that kind of look? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. That, that's great. That's almost a, a little bit of a tweener also. But still, the making well, of heel. It's, a, it's a, I guess it's you know you were a fan favorite in the sense of, you know she performs well in the ring. She's a really good wrestler, mm-hmm. um, and, and by her doing those antics of pushing the ref or, you know sneaking in, you know uh, holding onto the ropes for a little bit or whatnot, like gives her that heel heat. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. It was almost like a cutesy. Oh, I didn't mean to do that, mm-hmm. but I secretly did. Wink, wink. Yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of heat for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I just got an Asuka shirt yesterday. Which one? Um, the the face, the painted face, the black shirt. With um, the white face? With the, the white the face. The mask? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, um, bro. So, my second heel, it's okay. kind of like a combo, um, but, I mean, it's really the Miz. Miz and Maurice. Okay, that's good. I like right? that you say that. Okay. So, you know, Maurice is there, and she compliments him very well, but the Miz... He has just been doing so great in this role after the the Sandow. Was it was it after Sandow? Well, um, yeah. I th- I, I want to say that Miz started to really heat up when he won the the IC his, belt from. It, um, that's right. Yes, it's his um, last year. Um, when he won it from his rider. Yeah. When he beat Rider the day after Mania, so a year mm-hmm. from now, is when he really started to heat up. Yes. Yeah. So that's so, and and then the whole you know, he he did. I think by him doing what he did and storyline-wise, making Cena respond the way he did actually gave the feud something to look forward to. Correct. Versus just a tag, intergender tag match or something. Yeah, I think no. we were talking about this when we were at your house watching Mania. Mm-hmm. Although, you look at Cena and Miz and you, and you say, I would rather have them in other matches at WrestleMania. And the same thing with AJ and Shane. Mm-hmm. But SmackDown did the best possible selling of both of those matches to the point where we accepted them on wrestlemania yeah we were accepting of them 
because yeah. they sold it so well. So I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my last heel, mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna go right into the face because it's relevant. Okay, and I'll tell you why when I get to it. My my second heel would be Neville. Okay. One of the most vicious eye rakes I've ever seen <laughs> on the pre-show of WrestleMania. Uh -huh. And it made sense because... Did you go I, back and watch it? I didn't go back and watch it. Okay. I should. Because from what I saw of it, I know there was a lot of people moving around and you came back from getting beer, maybe ice, food, uh, something. No, so I, did, I lit up the grill and halfway through I ran out of... Um, uh, the propane tank ran out. Oh, okay. So I had to go run out and get some. So yeah. I missed half of that match, maybe. I missed, I think, the first quarter yeah. of it. But from what I saw of it, it was good. And nasty eye rake by Neville, which led to the victory. And it makes sense because it's in the same eye that Aries broke his orbital bone in. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much an eye rake does to an orbital or a former orbital bone fracture, but I think it made sense to me. Right, but the commentators sell it well, right? They yeah. always bring it up. They don't let you forget that he has an eye injury. Right, so, right, exactly. You know, compliments the, the, the work that he's doing in the ring. Yes. Let me go into my face really quick. Go for it. I'm going to say my face is a person that was just mentioned, recently mentioned, and I'm going to say he was a face only for the WrestleMania crowd, and I'm going to say The Miz. The Miz, okay. I'm going to say The Miz is my face <laughs> he's because, over, bro. <laughs> bro, that entire match, the entire hard cam crowd, and it felt like most of the stadium, and I know mm -hmm. Jim, our, buddy, our friend, was cheering for the Miz. They all wanted the the Miz mm -hmm. to win that match. You knew the Miz wasn't going to win that match, but every single person in a mania crowd, at least from what I saw and could hear from sitting in your living room, mm -hmm. wanted the Miz to win that match. He's so loved because he's so good at his job. Basically, plain and simple. Okay. The face that I chose this week was the Hardy Boys. That's a good one. I'm glad I was going to choose that one. I'm glad I did it. So yeah, the Hardy Boys, bro. I, I was too excited. Like I, yes. So I had actually on um, the day before Saturday, I watched. I was watching NXT Takeover, and I also had credits on the Fight TV app. So yeah. I bought the ROH Super Card Show. Okay. So I was watching both. That's a good segue. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I got to see the Hardys match when they dropped the belts to the Young Bucks. And I think I tweeted when, when that match was over. I'm like, I'm calling it. They're showing up tomorrow. And I'm mainly because I really wanted them to not because I'm like, oh, I totally I've seen this, you yeah. know, predicted or whatever. You're I'm not like, buried in the dirt sheets. Yeah, so you yeah. just wanted to see I'm it. I'm like, I, I want them to see them. And then uh, that morning, uh, WrestleMania morning, I think uh, the Hardys they had um, some sort of, uh, uh, they were hanging out in some parking lot doing a tailgate because like, they had yeah. organized mm -hmm. the tailgate. Yep. Um, meet and greet tailgate or some uh -huh. sort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, and then all of a sudden people started tweeting like, oh, there's a WWE car out there. And oh. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe. And it was just hopes and dreams yeah. until um, the New Day introduced them and I jumped out of the chair. I was too excited for that. So I didn't know what I was going to get. I don't know if I was going to get, you know, Broken Matt or, you know, Broken Hardys, but we got the Hardy Boys. Yeah, so. it seemed, they seem half broken, at least yeah. from the things I've seen. Um, or maybe just Matt is so, sort of broken and sort Jeff of seems broken. pretty and normal. There was a, a tweet from Matt saying something about, oh, like the culmination of of the of their journey has, you know, finally landed to WWE or something. Kind of saying like this is it for the Broken Hardy. Okay. Um, at least that's how I interpreted it. But um, we'll see. 
I mean, props to them for making people watch TNA. They yeah. re- they basically rebranded themselves, made people watch TNA, got really popular, went to Ring of Honor, won a bunch of belts, mm-hmm. and then they landed. They basically worked their way back into WWE, which yeah. is, I mean, prop, props to their work, work ethic, creativity, commitment, all that. Great stuff. All right. So let's let's just get it right into. So I know. I, re- I released a solo podcast recently just called Watch Wrestling because mm-hmm. I was just excited about all the options there were over this weekend and all the different venues and channels and just a, a opportunity to watch wrestling. So I was reading off some things I wanted to get to and almost sort of a wrestling to-do list. Um, so let's talk about yours because obviously ROH, ROH Super Card mm-hmm. of Honor, is that what it's called? I think so, yeah. Was on your to-do list, so let me know how that went, and then give me some other things that you accomplished or watched yeah. this weekend. So, um, I, I was flipping back and forth, like I said, in, in, in the super card. Yeah. By the way, we're in the we're in the salad bar now. Yes. Where these are some croutons we're picking out right here. <laughs> and <laughs> we're um, in the buffet line. I, I saw the Cody Rhodes versus um, I can't remember the name of this guy. Um, yeah, people are going to hate me for not remembering. But I saw the Cody Rhodes match. Oh, Jay Lethal? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, like, and it's like, so a nice, uh, nice thing that uh, t- Cody did there. You know, he's the American Nightmare. Uh-huh. And I think I mentioned this to you before that he was wearing uh, uh, his dad's boots that he wore. Like, cowboy in, boots? Yeah, the cowboy boots, yep. like mm-hmm. in WrestleMania something. So um, he gave it that significance. And it was just a brutal match. Like... Um, I don't think they they, they um, got blood the hard way like they they did blade under the ring or something, okay. but there was there was a lot of blood. Ooh. Um, it involved a cowbell, right? Yeah, saw, saw yeah. It was one of those a rope of it. match. Oh, where uh, did you have to touch all four turnbuckles? Was no. it a strap match or no? No, they had they had okay. a name for it, but they were they were they had to be holding onto the rope. Oh, okay. And then the cowbell in the middle, so it became a weapon at all times. Okay. Um, so that was that was that was one that I remember off the top of my head, and obviously the Hardys, um, they actually did some spots that I had never seen before. So um, it's it's hard to describe, but it's you know one ladder falling onto the other ladder onto like the ground, like it was the tallest ladder onto the the tables, and there were a lot of tables that we were being mm-hmm. broken, but by single bodies, like you weren't landing on people. Oh right! So I was like, "Holy shit!" And the young folks like <laughs> took a few of those, and they still kept going. Like, it was it was intense. So that was entertaining. Um, you had on your to dos something to watch as well. Yeah, you know, I wanted to get to a lot more. Mm-hmm. I would say that I am a little disappointed at the amount of graps that I didn't watch. Basically, what I did, I watched parts of the Hall of Fame. Okay, that's what I did Friday. Saturday, I watched NXT TakeOver. I was working all day Saturday, so I wanted to get some more grabs, but didn't. I was watching. I watched NXT TakeOver. Before that, I was catching up on some NXT. Mm-hmm. So I saw the Loser Leaves Town match with oh, Ono uh-huh. and Samson. I saw Ono versus Rude. I think it was the week before. Yeah. I saw Rude versus No Way Jose. I think it was the week before. And then I think I watched a couple more. Maybe I watched Authors of Pain squash some jobbers because it was fun. And mm-hmm. they were usually at the beginning of the card of those shows. And then I watched two matches of Evolve 81 using Flow Slam, which is mm-hmm. very easy to sign up for, by the mm-hmm. way. Shout out to Flow Slam. Evolve 81 happened Friday. 
this past Friday, I was watching it Saturday, so something okay. that already happened I could pull up, which is mm -hmm. nice. You know, you don't have to watch it live. And I watched Elgin versus ZSJ to open the show. ZSJ is oh. our current champ. Mm -hmm. It was good. It was great. It was ZSJ actually had some color, I believe. It was a really interesting matchup. All all the stuff and indie stuff you love. And then after that, I watched Gallo. Same same show. Mm -hmm. I watched Galloway versus Leo Rush. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So Gal might, might be one of Galloway's last indie matches, right? Um, <laughs> they were doing Galloway gave Leo Rush two regular pile drivers. It looked pr like the standard pile driver. It looked mm -hmm. really crazy. But yeah, that was around the lines of the same match. Very indie spotty, which is yeah. good, but can be a little bit over to overkill at times. So, and then I watched WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So, not as much graps as I wanted to get to, but that is what I accomplished. Right. So, aside of the ROH show, like I said, I started on Friday. And on Friday, I said, because um, I had mentioned the last uh, podcast we did together, that I, was gonna, I wanted to watch 10 WrestleManias, right? And I think I had said either the first 10 or something. Main events, not, not the whole main okay. events. That would be crazy. Yes. So main event WrestleManias. And so I put my number. So and actually, I was going to do a podcast. Funny thing. I was at, so my, my breakdown was I'm going to watch a match and, and just give my reaction. Watch a match, give my reaction. So I was up to like the seventh uh, main event. And um, my daughter went to the back room where I have my computer and all that set up. Yep. It's a button with a light. She had to press it and turned it off. So I lost that recording. Um, oh, man. But, um, but anyway, <laughs> I'll just go through the, the, the matches that I watched, right? And it was okay. random. I used a random, uh, I think it's random.org to pick out numbers. Okay. Um, so, so here are the matches. It was WrestleMania 5, Hogan versus Randy Savage. WrestleMania 6, okay. Ultimate Warrior versus Hogan. That's a good one. WrestleMania 12, Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. Is that the Iron Man match? Uh, yeah. Yeah, good one. I had forgotten it was an Iron Man match. When I put it on, I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> 60 minutes. Here we go. And then it goes into overtime. Oh, it goes into overtime, yeah. Um, then we have uh, WrestleMania 14, Austin versus Michaels. Love, I love that WrestleMania yeah. in general. Mm -hmm. uh, WrestleMania 15, Austin versus The Rock. WrestleMania 22, Cena versus Triple H. That was one that Jim's, Jim went to that WrestleMania. Yeah. And that was in Chicago, right? That was in Chicago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, 23, Cena versus Shawn Michaels. Oh, no, that's the one I just said, right? No, you said Cena versus uh, Triple H. Triple H, right. So, 20, WrestleMania 23, Cena versus Michaels. Jam. Uh, 25, Triple H versus Randy Orton. Okay. WrestleMania 27, uh, The Miz versus John Cena. And last but not least, uh, Daniel Bryan, Batista, and Randy Orton at WrestleMania 30. Great match. That was good. Good job, bro. That's so, a lot accomplished. Yeah, so I, I watched that, and that was on Friday. Um... And then we had the, the Hall of Fame, which Carla likes to watch, so we watched it. Nice. Um, and uh, what'd you, it was, what'd you watch Saturday? Saturday was the uh, Ring of Honor Supercard and NXT. Oh, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That um, makes sense. That yeah, that was it. And then Sunday Mania. Mm -hmm. And then Monday Night Raw. Um, and I watched it in, you know, as much as I could because you know, we were driving and home taking you know, the baby out and everything. So I missed a few spots, and the same thing happened yesterday on Tuesday where I was trying to watch SmackDown, and I, the only 15 minutes I'm sure that I missed was when Nakamura came out. So I had to watch the highlights you know, afterwards on Twitter. And what closed SmackDown? It wasn't Nakamura. Um, what closed SmackDown? Fuck, this was just yesterday, right? Uh -huh. um, it was the, the tech. No, I'm thinking of Monday when um, 
when Balor uh, made his debut on the tag match. That was Raw. Um, yesterday, I can't remember right now. Hmm. Okay. But that was a lot of wrestling. That was a lot of wrestling. It was more <laughs> than I. It was more than I. That's great. Um, I have one quick piece from the salad bar before. I'm not sure. Do you have any mm-hmm. more? Um, well, go ahead because I... Okay, so I'll go ahead. Um, yeah. So, Eva Marie, um, we know we kind of know that she's not going to sign. Yeah, or yeah, WWE's yeah. not going to sign her any, anymore. Uh-huh. Um, but there was a, like a fitness woman article or something saying that the, the headline was uh, Eva Marie, former WWE superstar something. And everybody started calling like, oh, wait, former? Like I said, official? Is she gone already? So I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen any statements from WWE or her. Neither have I. But um, but I mean, if if that magazine is saying former, I, and it's a really well known magazine, I think, or at least I thought I recognized the name of the magazine. Okay. So, um, that's as, interesting. As fresh content for the salad bar. Yeah, that's what I got. Fre- this is the only the fr- <laughs> the freshest of the freshest here. At two heels and a face. Speaking of releases, Simon Gotch. Yeah, this is super fresh. This is up today, I believe. Yeah, today uh, WWE confirmed that um, I think six hours ago or something like that that he had been released. But he he made that he started the I guess the Twitter sphere going by uh, by sending out a tweet at the end of Mania saying thank you for everything or something like that. Did, Did you he? see that? I yeah. didn't see that. No. So that's what started you know started the conversation on Twitter going about um, is he leaving? Did he leave? Like what's happening to the, to the to the tag team? Um, and today it's, it was official that, you know, he has been released. So, yeah. And I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a shame, right? VOD villains mm-hmm. were good in NXT. Um, their, 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 their supposed push was, was halted by Enzo getting severely injured. Yeah. There was, they, their odds were that they were to win that number one contendership match. That I think it was at payback in Chicago to go on to face the new day. Mm-hmm. Who knows if they would have got the belt off new day or not but yeah and then after that happened there they decided on i believe they decided on some kind of new number one contenders or something happened and then the vaudevillains just kind of fell into jobber land or jobber world so it would i hope and i, and I think he's the one who initiated that he wanted his release it said mutually agreed mm-hmm. it said mutually agreed so yeah maybe maybe they you know wwe obviously wasn't using them so and I, then there, he wanted to go. I don't you know, know. And this whole like tag team, like oh, they, they they kind of fell down to a jobber level or something like that. Um, these the the Puerto Rican brothers or what are they? Uh, the, <laughs> the shining stars. The shining stars. <laughs> the Puerto Rican. I'm brothers. like, dude, they've been there for a long ass time and they don't give up, bro. They they're jobbers and I guess they like their slot. But I'm like, I figure like because they're talented enough to you know go out and venture into their own. Yeah. But, you know who knows like. You know, because it did catch him by surprise to see that Gotch decided to leave so so soon, right? Because it hasn't been yeah. a long time that they've been in the roster, in the main yeah. roster. Maybe he doesn't want to wrestle anymore. I mean, it could be it. We don't know. Right. Maybe he wants to do other things with his life. But um, it, And by the way, you got your wish about the Raw Tag Team Division. You got your uh-huh. wish about beefing it up. Because it, is, oh, it right. is real now, <laughs> that division. You, yep. have, you have the Hardys and then you have the Revival. The revival came up. Like that bro. division is stacked now. Are, are you moving us into the hot plate? Is that what it is? Yeah, we could go. We could. I think you know, I'm mm-hmm. all I'm all good on greens. So <laughs> lettuce, not that kind of green. So, yeah, 
and, <laughs> and well, to each their own <laughs> life is a buffet there's something there for everybody that's true that's true <laughs> so yeah uh let's move on to the main course or the hot plate and so the first item that i have is okay uh nxt got new belts i didn't know this was happening until the day of did did you know about this I want to say Regal mentioned something about it. On, oh, because you had just recently gone back I and watched, recently watched uh, the last NXT at mm-hmm. yeah, the Loser Leaves Town. I think Regal mentioned something mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a tweet like, oh, Regal got, you know, a new delivery or something like that. Yeah. And you see a bunch of uh, like long cases, which I am like, oh, new titles. And yeah, I, they, I was surprised. and But I don't know if I like them, man. I think that they're different in a sense of, well, mainly the women's title doesn't look it doesn't have the pink doesn't and, look cutesy yeah yeah yeah. and it's a, it's a title so i like that um but the big x's i don't know i think at least my opinion is like they tried going back to a traditional yeah title um because the the main nxt title and even the tech titles had the big x but you know the title was not like oval shaped yeah and now they are yeah so i feel like it's it's going back a little bit in in terms of design the only, I I didn't like the Big X title, no? personally. No, I didn't like it. I did. I thought it. I, I thought it, I I I think a lot of things in life, and especially with tag team champ, with any championship belt, that less is more. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the I smoking I, skull belt, bro. <laughs> I love that thing. Yeah, that was that, that was for a certain type of character, but no, it was a great. But to the point of less is more. To the point of just make it. A gold plate, mm-hmm. a circular gold plate with a black strap. Like with the cruiserweight belt, you don't need to make it purple. Like in my opinion, that's you don't need mm-hmm. just because a certain show is associated with a color. You don't need to deck out the belt. Yeah, I definitely that, don't like that the color. color strap. Like I like I'm yeah. getting used to it because we see it so often. But I know like um, I think the first colored belt that I that I saw was the Intercontinental. Um, I like black or white strap. Yeah, I'm like, no, just make them all black, in my opinion. But Yeah, well, my favorite belt ever is, honestly, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, my, so I love the white Intercontinental belt. It has, mm-hmm. that has nostalgia on it, too. Mm-hmm. I love that faceplate, though. And, but my favorite belt ever is the current Intercontinental title, but with a black strap, which was a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a Razor held that belt. Uh, Sean held that belt. I believe Austin might have. Because that belt had different colors, right? Like it had like an orange and like a light blue. You, which you know? which one? Uh, Not the, the wingtip inter- one. Intercontinental belt. The only oh so right that's that's the one you're talking about right? Yeah, with the current faceplate uh-huh. of how it currently looks. I think so. I, the one I, we I bought for our fantasy league. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That the only two versions I've seen of that have been white strap, black strap. Okay, that's I just think me. Macho man, what's my no macho? Um, Ultimate Warrior had a different color. He might. Oh, yeah. He might have had a yellow version. Yeah. Yellow strap. He did. Mm-hmm. You're right. He did. Yep. Um, that's true. No. I like. I like. I like. I don't mind. I like white or black mm-hmm. leather. But I like just a simple faceplate, either a circular or more of like the intercontinental one, yeah. which is kind of more rectangle. Yeah. I guess you could say. So that's why I like the new NXT title over the Big X. I thought mm-hmm. that was just too much. And then I like the tag title. The old tag titles are fine. The new ones are fine. Mm-hmm. I think they're both. They both look cool. And then I, I like how they unprettied the women's belt and made it right. fierce. Right. So, but it's a good point you bring up. 
that they are new and things yeah. of that nature. Um, did you have any more? Um, just um, debuts that night, okay. which we had um, um, Alistair Black, right, formerly known as Tommy End. Um, I know you really like the music. Dude, his theme is awesome. <laughs> his theme got me... His, he, well, his entrance was cool. He looked mm -hmm. like a vampire, right? Rising yeah. up from the coffin. But yeah, his theme made me want to just jump into a mosh pit and end <laughs> some people. Uh -huh. I get it. Um, but yeah, great. Dude, CFO, really good themes, especially in NXT. Yeah. Um, I really liked his match. Uh, it's, it's what I expected from him. He's still bringing on that same style, strong kicks. Um, and the other debut that we had was, um, what's, what's her name? Jesus. Heidi Loveless. It's, she's Heidi Loveless to me. Um. Always and forever. <laughs> uh, Ruby. Riot. Ruby Riot. There you go. Um, which, she didn't get to wrestle much. She didn't get much time. She got a hot tag. I yeah. Think. I don't um, know if Nikki Cross can work. I don't. I I think it's because when she did engage with Nikki Cross, I just don't know if Nikki Cross can do a lot of things. If yet, mm -hmm. like I'm not saying she won't ever be capable, but I don't know if Nikki Cross can do a lot of the stuff that we've seen Heidi you know, Lovelace do at at, at yeah. AEW. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I don't know much about Nikki Cross or her previous work before NXT, and even in NXT, I don't I don't know much about her. Um, but I didn't. Yeah, I just didn't do it for me like i felt like they had to give them a few more minutes not just a couple because it felt like a couple seconds yeah and they were just like they were just awkward like struggling takedowns and almost felt like they were in fight club just right and it was yeah. it was them going after the men and trying to do a headlock or something well then there, then there was that too yeah, yeah. correct correct mm -hmm. so i was like let them fight but yeah I think that's fair uh, the only times i've seen nikki cross wrestle are when i went to an nxc live show mm-hmm she was in a triple threat, and the lucky you that you've been to an NXT. Live don't even show. start, bro. <laughs> don't even start because I know what you're getting at. All right, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but the that match that match had really good storytelling elements in it. Mm -hmm. It was a precursor to the to Takeover San Antonio Fatal Four Way. Right, like right. that's when I saw her like really. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, I, I felt at that point, like, okay, she has potential. She has the chops. Like, she's doing good. Um, but I, I haven't watched her weekly work yeah. or previous work. So. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. I'm sure maybe there's some NXT matches I haven't seen of hers. I'm sure there is. But the the one I saw was a triple threat, the Fatal 4-Way. And then, like, she, she hasn't had a singles match, right? Mm -hmm. She's kind of protected. And there's other people doing other things. And then she has her spot. So, and that's fine. I just yeah. don't know, like, I, I know that Heidi, we've seen Heidi carry a one-on-one -on -one match, right? Yeah. And I just, I don't know if, if Nikki can do that, so maybe that's why they protected both of them with those types of spots during the match. All that's right. a theory. Um, and then the next thing I have is call-ups. So, you know, we talked a little bit about Nakamura's and SmackDown that I missed mm -hmm. earlier on. Uh, Dillinger, well-deserved. Like yes, it's 10 years in developmental. 10 years. <laughs> 10, 10, 10. They, wa they waited for, you know. The <laughs> it was on purpose. <laughs> um, and then you mentioned the revival, too. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I was upset that DIY did not take the titles. <laughs> but now, um, this might just bring a little bit more joy 
Because at NXT uh, TakeOver Chicago, that might happen. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question, bro. Were you crying when DIY did not win the titles? Carl said you almost <laughs> shed a tear. <laughs> no, I was disappointed. And I was a few beers in. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, can we talk about that tag match? Yeah, yeah. I promise I won't get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> let me let let me tell you mm-hmm. this match. It was the ep- epitome of in ring storytelling. This match. The illest shit over the past three years, bro, has been NXT tag matches. Yeah. That has been some of the illest shit I have seen in wrestling. DIY and the Revival teaming up at the beginning to take out Authors of Pain Yeah, together. I popped hard on that. It, 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 revival, <laughs> like, turned face and then turned heel and then turned face again in the same match. Yeah. There was... DIY and Revival working together to sunset flip powerbomb one of those big jamokes into a table. Mm-hmm. Amazing stuff. And then they did their uh, tag finishes. Yeah, but right. they switched partners. Uh-huh. Yeah, switched partners with the tag finishes. And then they also, remember that one time it was um, Johnny was going to, or the, uh, da- uh, Dawson had one of the big jamokes in the reverse figure four, and Johnny was going to knock Dawson Right, right. Off, uh, off mm-hmm. of him, but Champa pointed out saying, "Use your finisher on the front mm-hmm. side of his yeah, body." Yeah, that cross face thing. Yeah, there were so many times where I thought the authors of pain that I thought I thought the 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 whatever was Razar or the other guy. Yeah, I, I, I don't know their. Name. I thought he was going to tap there, mm-hmm. and there was a couple false finishes that got me really good in that match. Yeah, tag team matches are the highlight of. I, you know, I mean, I hate to say it because the main events are also really good and all the matches are really good, but where I get more adrenaline rushes are during the tag matches at NXT yeah. takeovers. Yep. 100%. From from Enzo and Cass to the Revival to the Revival mm-hmm. versus American Alpha to right. the Revival to ver- then, 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 and then back again, the belts going back mm-hmm. again and the Revival versus DIY and then even the Authors of Pain. Timing and choreography-wise, they're there. They're right there. Um, I'm sure the revival, in terms of creativity and DIY, in terms of creativity, like you know, they're generating most of those spots. But you need the authors of pain to be there and yeah. be working their role, and they are. It's just an, uh, that is. I texted my friend Pat that I said that it's it's just some of the illest shit I've seen <laughs> over the past three years is that division. It's insane that this mm-hmm. is the strongest division over the past three years is NXT tag, in my opinion. So. Let's go back to the hot bar. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania okay. top moments. I have a list here. I'm okay. not going to get into the whole card because people got stuff to do and they don't want to listen to us <laughs> the entire time of their the entire time of their day. You talked briefly about the Hardys, right? Yep. Amazing moment. I that's really all I can say about it. It was you. Ju- I saw you jump out of your seat and into the air <laughs> when it happened. Uh huh. No, yeah, I was super <laughs> excited, bro. Like the fact that that happened, like. Like that made it, it to me. That was the highlight of Mania, right? Like, and I, that might yep. be diminishing other matches that were pretty good and other pops that we got. But I think that's fair. But that to me was the highlight of Mania, and we're gonna remember this Mania as like remember when the Hardy Boys came back. Yep, that's that Mania, Mania thirty three. Yep, we're gonna remember that moment. That's what WrestleMania does; it creates moments. So right. I'm just gonna focus on the ones it did create. I was really surprisingly entertained by Brock and Goldberg. 
I uh-huh. have been a critic of short Brock matches in the past. I know I have. I'm a big fan of what of enough time to tell a story and a, a well-paced match. So I was surprised at how entertained I was by this. I think we timed it at four minutes, 45 seconds or four minutes, 25 seconds. Mm-hmm. We hit the timer when yep. the match started, but it was, it was an awesome adrenaline rush. And the fact that Brock was kicking his ass and then started laughing and turned uh, around right into his spear again, the third spear. So what were your thoughts on that? It was, um, what was it? Is it 10 German suplexes? 10 German suplexes, yep. Yeah. Uh, I thought when, when they started that sequence of the German suplexes and the suplex city thing, I thought he was going to go, you know, he was going to break the record of the most, you know, suplex and it was going to end there. I thought, that was, I thought the match was going to be that. But yeah, I was surprised that they, um, you know, at the, you know, three spears and like they were going back and forth. I was, I was entertained by it. But I, and, but at the same time, it's like they did what they were supposed to do, right? Like yeah. they didn't do more than what they needed. Like they went in and got the job done. Yeah. yeah. I think that usually, like I said in the past, like a Brock and a Randy at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. I would have wanted it to go longer. I think my expectations were just more properly set for this match mm-hmm. because of Goldberg. I think that's really all Goldberg has to give at this point in his yeah. career and his ability his ability is great for what it for what he, it, the role is, mm-hmm. and the role is fast and quick. Um, so my, I think my expectations were just properly set, and, yep. and I we, think it was enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, and I think there was a lot of good reactions from Brock in that match that told stories. Um, he's actually very underrated in that sense, in my opinion. His reactions, right? Because he, you don't see him as the the, the guy that's going to communicate with the crowd. Yeah, he's not very you know, charismatic. Yeah, but he is. You wouldn't think he is, but it shines through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Seen his proposal. Oh, come on. Was that a highlight? It was a highlight for me, bro. <laughs> it was a highlight for me, bro. I thought it was great. I thought so, it was good. Uh, and, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, we, you know, Carla watches uh, Total Divas and Total Bella. So, you know, I'll watch some of the episodes with her and whatnot. And, and like, this, once, once the internet fans started with, the expect, you know, saying, like, oh, well, yeah, and he's going to propose at the end. Like, if I hadn't heard that or seen that, like, maybe I'm like, oh, it's a nice thing, whatever. But yeah. I just, like, I'm like, yeah, this is going to happen, and I already know what's going to happen. So you didn't, it, was it, would it be in your top five moments for this mania, or no? Uh, no, but I think we're going to talk about it enough over time Yeah, that it's going to be memorable. I knew that this would be your mainstream story, and it was your mainstream story to the mm-hmm. non-wrestling fan. Yeah. People at work who don't watch wrestling... Right, uh, oh, females so. I work with who mm-hmm. don't watch wrestling, but who do watch Total Bellas, Total Divas, mm-hmm. knew about that, and they brought it up to me. Yeah, like, Did you true. see that he proposed? And I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a the non wrestling fan is engaged. Yeah. Um, I want to get into number moment number four. Bray's bugs during the match, dude. I thought that was so fucking cool. So fucking creative and cool. Yeah, like. I don't think we've ever seen that before. Nobody using that, no. you know, projection onto the ring. It's already dark, thank God. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it wasn't, it would have been a Undertaker entrance with a bunch of light, remember? Uh, that happened, what, two Manias ago? Was it? Oh. When he faced uh, Bray? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, true. like, because there was a, somebody made a Twitter poll about, like, do you prefer domes or, or open stadiums? And that's my thing with open stadiums. Like, if you're doing a kick-ass entrance and it's not dark by the time you you have to go up, like that kills it for you. Um, so the fact that it was dark already 
and they also had like that big old ring covering the whatever sunlight there would probably be yeah um i thought it was pretty cool yes and this told me i'm like oh well okay so there's some shenanigans gonna happen and bray's gonna retain but no no so let me let me touch on that part because mm -hmm. i think when i first got, i first got back into wrestling 2014 mm-hmm I, I, I refound this love and this passion for it, and I started following it again. I, I was watching, I was, and then I became enveloped in the politics, the backstage, the predictions, the fantasy booking, like mm -hmm. things of that nature. And I was watching wrestling already with a predetermined outcome in my mind. And yeah. I was mad if that predetermined outcome didn't come to fruition. I don't think that's the way, I changed my way of watching wrestling, mm -hmm. probably in probably in 2016. And I, and I told myself, you know, I should stop getting, I should stop setting my expectations to be that because that's just what people want. And I should, at the end of a match, I should ask myself, am I entertained by it? And did I mm -hmm. enjoy it? And if both of those are yes, then no matter the outcome, I should say that was a good match, right? Yeah. So it's that, it's that objectivity instead of subjectivity. So I think that for all of the matches on the card, Except for this one. Mm -hmm. All the matches on the card except for this one. Even if the outcome went a different way than I thought it would, I was, I, I could say that I objectively enjoyed the match. Uh -huh. This was the only one that really fucking rubbed me the wrong way. Okay. Because I just feel that Bray is not... Because you're looking at the overall character of Bray, right? Yeah. I, I don't feel like justice is served with Bray on the big stage. I mean, I, it was when he won the belt, right? But... Mania, it was too Ma soon. He, yeah, it was too soon. He lost this. He's lost a scene at Mania, and it's every pay per view or every uh, special show, whatever they want to call it on the network, is that whenever Ray is either in line for contendership or for the title or for a big win, like for very very long, we've been this is race Ray. Uh, this is um, race moment. Like he he deserves a win. He needs a win. Yeah, and he doesn't, and he doesn't, and he doesn't. So when he finally got that title, you know, win, it's like, hell yeah, okay, we're running hard with him. Yeah, and this is just, our guy for a little mm -hmm. bit, right? This is our guy in SmackDown yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, it was cut short. And then, yeah. I mean, he might get it back. We, that's, that, that's to be determined. But I thought it would be the reign of Bray for a little bit. Right, you know? and then, because um, a lot of people also criticize the fact that he, uh, like, Bray, was he the heel or the babyface in the match, right? Because they're portraying Randy as the babyface. But, you know, he did the whole, um, you know, he was burning down the, the compound and the Sister Abigail spots. And, and he's still being portrayed as the, as the baby face. And it just didn't, it, it didn't feel right when, when, when he won, right? A typical baby face win. Like, okay, great. Yeah. But, but, no, I think everybody was behind Bray and, like, he deserves it. Like, literally when he won the title, you know, what was that? Uh, chamber. Elimination uh, Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Like, the crowd was chanting, you deserve it. And the same thing happened Monday Night Raw, you know? Yep. And now we go to Mania with this unexpected plot twist because uh, Randy was behind them. And first he's like, I I'm not taking that that uh, Royal Rumble win and go against you. Mm -hmm. But then he subtly turned and now he's, I'm going to, get, like, it was just messy and it wasn't, I didn't feel it was, the right move for for Bray, but I definitely going back to your point about how we watch wrestling. 
it's it's very important to to really like just watch wrestling and enjoy the show versus trying to predict the outcomes because then that fucks it up for you sometimes it does you set these expectations for yourself and then you could ruin and, because, and i think yeah, that's you could part of our, our love for indie taste. wrestling right right because we go to these shows and we we know you know the card and maybe where their direction that they're going but ultimately we're fine with whatever way they pull us yeah we're true. there for the wrestling that's very true that's very true. We don't really fantasy book those shows. Like, we'll no. have a couple ideas. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, as long as the match is good, it's whoever wins, wins, and that's fine. I, th I, I, would, I would encourage people to watch wrestling in that, in that fashion mm -hmm. because then it, you don't want the outcome to take away from good storytelling and a good match, you know? For sure. Just because it's not what you expected. But you set these wrong expectations for yourself. You should have went into it with no expectations. That's just an opinion. Um that oh and then last but not least takers farewell takers farewell right um so yeah i was still skeptical about this being takers last ultimate thrill ride i know i remember you saying <laughs> he's like he's got another in him yeah like well not necessarily you know because we see the taker that we saw three you know three years ago compared to to today um and i think three years ago is when he lost the streak um yeah or if no if not four yeah maybe i don't know so no I think, maybe three because the the cm punk match was really good and then we had the then the streak got broken okay and then he had uh then he had bray and he went over bray he had bray and then he had shane and then right. shane and then now but um like you see slowly like the progression like okay you know years are heavy on him like bumps are heavy on him like, he can't do much, but it goes back to, you know, like, just the same scenario of Bray, like, deserves a shot. It's like, this is, there was another, if we're looking at the storyline, we were seeing Reigns again being pushed. And it's like, I just didn't want Reigns to put out the Undertaker. Like, that's just, you know, my, yeah, you know, my, my point of view on that. Like, mm -hmm. But it, it happened, and regardless, I think, you know, because... Wrestling-wise, I think it was a good match, and Taker did what he could, and more than he should have. Yeah, you know, because he's he's up there in age. He he already, you know, he he doesn't have anything else to to give. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess after he took off the gloves and 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 seeing him like this is the last match. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, I mean, because he's given so much for so many years. Yep. Um, and talking about, and I don't want to, you know serve the conversation somewhere else but talking about somebody that's been giving years to the industry um jr got to call his match yep um and you know a lot of people are like oh so you know they pulled in jr to keep him busy and not be sad or whatnot but like this was a, apparently a deal that was in the works for, it was in the works before mm -hmm. you know weeks before you know the tragedy happened or whatnot so but it did feel good to hear jr though it felt so like, good to hear jr yeah he brings so many different elements to the play-by-play -play aspect. Not color, the color commentary mm -hmm. side, but the play-by-play -play aspect that Michael Cole just does not bring. Right, and, and he let Michael Cole run with it for a while, and he'll pitch in, and like whatever you would hear from JR, like it just felt right, you know, regardless yeah. of, oh, how good he is in the mic. Like yeah. it just, it's somebody that we, I think, both grew up listening to. Oh, yeah. So it takes you back, and, and, and it, it feels right. Um, but yeah, uh, that was that was Taker's last ride. Ah, I get it, <laughs> last ride. Um, 
A couple things were uh, so someone told me that Taker's entrance felt eerier. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. This time, I don't know what it would, what about it. It feels eerier than usual. I like how they did the stage where he rose up from the stage. The slow Mysterio. The slow Mysterio. <laughs> yes, the slow Mysterio. And I like how that was the last image of it too. Yeah, he didn't walk all the way up the ramp. He wa- He did the slow Mysterio back mm-hmm. down. I think that this will officially be his last match and. Someone made this point as well. I can't remember who it was, but someone I talked to that wrestling retirements are usually short-lived, right? Right. I mean, I can't remember aside of, you know, like Edge who had to retire because of, you know, severe injury or something like that. Like usually when you retire because you think it's time to retire, you come back. Right. Like Foley's example, number one, he retired like seven times. Flair, Flair went to TNA mm-hmm. and wrestled after he retired. He supposedly yeah, retired but I just from don't the WWE. See, so Taker's, you know, I don't see Taker doing that. I, I, no, he won't do that. And I don't, I, I'm not even sure if Taker will do like these cameo appearances. You know like, how like it's like that's it, Taker. I think this is. I, 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 I honestly would predict that Taker, because he's so he's much old schooler and he's a, he's very by the book, very rule. Like he mm-hmm. would govern that back that yeah. that, that locker room, right? I just don't think he'll he'll even do a random appearance on like a Monday Night Raw in the future. Like I think he doesn't. He wants so to preserve that his, image. Uh, Cleveland appearances in basketball. Um, remember when he did that basketball? Yeah, appearance? I think there's no more of that. No more I, of that. I think there's no more of any. Of I kind of would like under, that to be yeah, the case. I would. I would. That was like a perfect. That ending mm-hmm. image was so perfect. You know, you want to preserve that. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the one to knows? do it. He's well, just not about brother bullshit, of destructions you know? decide to govern a state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll show up. Maybe he'll show up for Kane's winning acceptance speech in Undertaker garb. That'll be awesome. And they'll both raise their hand like this. <laughs> yep. Yep. So we're gonna just have some dessert and then yeah. go home. Let's do it. Um, what do you got? Dessert, a guilty pleasure of ours. Fantasy wrestling. Mm-hmm. Fantasy Wrestling on DropTheBelt.com. I had to bring it up. If you're going to bring up NXT TakeOver Chicago, (laughs) I'm going to bring up this. You're you're listening to your new Glorified Jobbers, which is the name of our league, Fantasy Wrestling Champion, the holder of the white Intercontinental title strap. I don't have the belt yet. I need to get it from Uh Ace. Ace was the last winner. This is the third third, uh, champion? This is the third champion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did it, bro. I don't know how I did it. It was a lot. I, I mean, I try. I really do uh-huh. try. I'm glad I won. I don't. I've. I've. Do, do you know who who got you over the? So it was a collective place. team effort. It mm-hmm. was a collective team effort. What really helped me was, I, I I felt that I drafted really well. Not to not to put. No. You know, there's a lot. What of, was your slot? There's the a lot of credit to go around. I don't know. Am I third? Maybe third. Third. Yeah. Um, I felt that this was, we drafted the night before Jericho took the belt off of Reigns, uh-huh. the U.S. title. That put me at a hot start. I drafted people who win matches. Reigns, I had, I had Bailey, I had Nia Jax. So win matches on Raw, mostly, and in pay-per-views. And Tony Nese, although I did not finish with him, was winning a lot of matches, and he was on Raw and 205 Live, double the points. 
what really put me over the edge though for my collective team effort mm-hmm. what, what was it? so bailey won a belt bailey won the women's title yeah, yeah. during this run during this season but what really put me over the edge was austin aries I picked up Austin Aries, and I was behind Thomas, my arch nemesis, mm-hmm. who is usually who was our first champion and is usually floating around first place. Yeah, I picked up Austin Aries before I knew I knew that he was going to do two hundred five live, so I picked him up. Okay, and then I did, and then he got pushed to to the title scene of the mm-hmm. cruiserweight division, and he was winning matches on Raw. He was winning for like four weeks. He was winning matches on Raw and two hundred five live. And got a big push, although he didn't get the belt, which is fine. I scored enough points at Mania. Actually, scored more points than Thomas at Mania, who I was afraid I wasn't going to. And ended up bringing it home. So it was a collective team effort. Do good you know, drafting. Do you know who ended up in uh, second place? I believe it was Thomas who ended up Thomas in second, second place. Thomas second place. Uh, Kevin I, was third. Uh-huh. And you might have been fourth. I'm probably, yeah. I always linger around on third and fourth place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I had... Uh, I started off hot because Becky had just won the title, um, and I had Becky at that point. Okay. Um, Wyatt became the champion, but it was not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Drew Gulak, who got me actually like initially was the one that's getting was getting more points. Okay, yeah. Well, um, two shows, right? You got to factor that in. He's mm-hmm. on. Two, he could. He has the potential to wrestle on both shows. Yep. Um, I had. Uh, oh, and then I actually had Naomi too, who then ended up with the title, but then dropped the title and then yep. was off TV. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was a rough one, but you know I'm staring at the champion now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see when the next one kicks. I got off. a target on my back now, <laughs> but yeah, uh, if it was gratifying, man, I'm not gonna lie. I don't, don't usually do well at fantasy mm-hmm. football, although I am a big football fan. But maybe I was just playing the wrong type of fantasy sport this <laughs> right. whole time. Um, but yeah, before we go home, upcoming um, events. Yeah, I got, um, so this Friday we have, well, there's Freelance. Um, what it, this Friday is what? The 7th? April 7th. Freelance April 7th, Wrestling. Rock Bottom, not, is it Rock Bottom Lunch or Bottom Lunch? The Bottom Lunch. Bottom Lunch. Rock Bottom is the, the Rock's finisher or the <laughs> bar down the street with craft beer. But, um, no, it's at the Bottom Lounge. Um, so I think I'm going to go to that. Like, I, I don't want to go by myself, but, you know, Charlie's resisting. <laughs> he wants to go to work. Um, All right. So I'll probably I'll probably go. Um, so I'll be there. Um, then we have next night uh, AEW Epic at Rosemont. AEW. Uh, that's gonna be epic. Like, it's gonna be epic as fudge. Um, so you'll be there. Jim will be there. Um, our buddy Hector there will be there. Um, I think that's that's it for this this show. Yeah. And then um, I was mentioning earlier today that I think AEW is going to be selling tickets for their upcoming two two upcoming shows. Yep. Starting Saturday, so they're really trying to get at your pockets. I mean, they got at mine already, and bro, they're 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 setting up <laughs> shop in my pocket. Yeah, like we're not going to create a line item, a budget line item right there for <laughs> just for AEW tickets. True. Um, and then following that, we have. NXT Takeover Chicago. That's May twentieth. Unfortunately, you know Charlie can't go. It's a soft subject. <laughs> uh, but before, actually, prior to NXT Takeover, uh, there's the Evolve show. Yeah, on they May moved 20th. it up to and the afternoon. Mo- yeah, I was ready. To, you know, I'm like, if I get NXT tickets, I'm selling Evolves, just because I've always wanted to go to an NXT show and I've never been to. And 
um, they were nice enough to move it. I think I don't, I don't know the exact times or the, I don't know how it's going to work out. No, because um, um, uh, Hector is the one that hooked us up with. Uh, well, hooked me up with the tickets for Evolve, and he has all that information. He receives that info. He just told me that we will be able to do both. So, so now we're going to NXT Evolve, and then the following day you'll be able to make it to uh backlash yeah bro that's gonna be another long weekend for you long mm -hmm. weekend of wrestling yeah i'll be going to backlash though at the all-state arena may 21st we're sitting next to each other yep and uh um, i sent hector the ticket info as well yeah okay mm -hmm. cool yeah he wanted to go so uh it's it's gonna be again like you know it's it's fun it's the you know the indie shows is the, are the the ones that we enjoy for the wrestling and and, and it's it's also fair to mention that um, our Buffett bracket. Um, tell 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 the people who who won the the first inaugural. <laughs> the first well, inaugural. Well, that means the same Buffett thing. The yeah. inaugural. Oh, right, You're right. <laughs> Buffett bracket. Right. So the it was it was tough. It was a tough battle ever since uh, you know AEW and Freelance faced each other Dinked and it out on the Twitter sphere. Yeah, and it was either you know retweets versus likes and. And I was open, like, uh, I mentioned the, the, the podcast before, it was like, I'm an AEW guy, like, I love indie wrestling, and and I'm rooting for them, but freelance took it, man, like, the, the freelance um, people on, on social media and Twitter, they were active, they were sharing and yeah. liking. The and fans and the wrestlers. Fans and wrestlers, that's true. Um, so they they went over AEW, and then they at the finals, they faced... Uh, what was it? New Japan? No, it was Ring no, of no. Honor. Ring of Honor, that's right. Um, Ring of Honor went over New Japan, right? Yeah, Final Four was Freelance. Versus AEW. No, no, no. Freelance beat AEW the round before. It was Freelance oh. versus Lucha. Right, that's right. And Lucha Underground. And then on the other side was New Japan versus Ring right, of Honor. Right, so two big wins, you know, the, the, the locals. Two big wins. And then wins. going right after um, Lucha Underground. Who was also, you know, to me, it's a fan favorite, and yep. uh, and now uh, they they made it all the way to the finals and they duked it out, and freelance is uh, the the first buffet bracket champion. So mm -hmm. we'll be in talks, hopefully with uh, with freelance, so we can give them their award. Hopefully, yeah, they want a trophy, so we have a few ideas brewing, but we have to make that happen. Right, we need to talk to them, and make sure that that they like what they're gonna get. <laughs> yep. So, so we got a lot upcoming. Mm -hmm. A lot upcoming. Money in the bank is in St. Louis. That's a possibility. Yeah, at that point, there will be no money in my bank. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, I like what you did there, bro. <laughs> I like it. Uh, and it's Father's Day, so um, you know. So Carla is putting yeah, on the Carla, hammer. Yeah, and yeah, he's like, no, you, <laughs> we can't do this one because we will have to, you know, drive out there and leave our daughter behind uh, with my parents or something like that. And she's like, it's Father's Day, so we'll do something here. Yeah, I want to try. I want to try to get to a Glory Pro show, but it's just so mm -hmm. it's, it's far smart. for an indie show, right? It's, because it's, it's on the way to St. Louis. Yes. Mm -hmm. So could be worth it though. I think that if Let's someone make a from, weekend out of it, yeah, I think if someone if I I checked the dates, they didn't line up with Money in the Bank, but I think mm -hmm. I oh that would be awesome. If it that's does. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I think if Glo if anyone from Glory Pro Wrestling <laughs> is listening, it would make sense. To run and maybe a early afternoon show on that mm -hmm. Sunday, because then yeah, right, we could spend Saturday in St. Louis doing whatever we wanted to. Mm -hmm. Sunday then would be Glory Pro Glory in the Pro. afternoon, followed by Money in the Bank at night. 
Just a Just thought. <laughs> right, right, right. That Just would be a ideal. So they're, they're running more shows, too. I know they had one mm-hmm. show. It, it, I think they got three on the books right now. Two in May, I want to say. Oh, okay. And I think Money in the Bank is in June. So, so they don't, the dates don't the line schedule, up, but yeah. we got a lot coming up. Yeah, I don't know if we keep running down the buffet line like this. You know, we're going to have to work out as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how you can support the podcast, where you can find us. Really, just, uh, I want our main ask of support to just be conversation. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a lot of podcasts ask for uh-huh. likes, subscribes, Yada, 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 mm-hmm. which is all cool. Plays on SoundCloud. Like, all oh, that's great. Thank you. I think that if there would be one ask that we should ask for, and let me know what you think of this. I'm mm-hmm. open to feedback. It's just people commenting on things that we're talking about and then interacting in conversation with us on the Twitter sphere. I think I that, mean, yeah, I think that's a fair ask. Like, we're not, yeah. you know, I mean, it would be ideal if we end up, you know, top 100 iTunes downloads. But, you know, at this point, like, <laughs> we're covering local wrestling yeah. and just for the love of wrestling. Yep. And, and and that's what we like to do. We like to talk about wrestling. So um, there's, a, you know, like Charlie said, follow us on Two Heels in the Face. That's number two heels in the face. Um, you know, you could talk mm-hmm. directly to Charlie at Chuck underscore Colorado. You yep. can talk to me. Uh, on Twitter directly, also on uh, JAP uh, Wrestling Fan. And there's also a Facebook page, right? We do have a Facebook page. It's, yep. you know, completely honest, I don't think we're very active on there. We're not. Twitter is a better medium for con- genuine wrestling conversation. Right. Unless you have a group of wrestling fans that post stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. we should do that. That's a possibility. I mean, yeah, we could open it up for, you know, uh, th- just, you know, discussions on on the upcoming events that we're going to be attending to yeah um, I, I actually you know what i have a i have a facebook group mm-hmm. that's just called wrestling hangouts that no one it's a, it's a lot of my friends and no one really posts on it maybe we should just mm-hmm. rebrand that group into two heels in the face wrestling community discussion and you know make maybe make it open or or if you want would like to join that and talk with us then yeah. then we'll you know we'll just let us know, and we'll accept your invite of that. Yeah. Things like that, you know. Yeah, so, for so we sure, don't have like, jabronis in there, but people <laughs> that are cool. Um, you know, as you see, we're trying to figure this out. You know, as we go, and we're trying different things, but ultimately, that's the goal to just have wrestling conversations. You yeah. know, with with people out there. Um, you know, and if you know you're in the local scene, and um, you know, like you know, I met Charlie just you know also obviously could through a through a mutual friend, but. We've been making friends over time at, at indie shows. Yeah. And, and now we're going to other shows together. And mm-hmm. um, like it's just building community, right? Community and awareness about professional wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I would. Yeah, we met through a mutual friend, but we're becoming friends. Mm-hmm. We became friends because of our love for wrestling. That's what we share. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it could happen. So, so yeah. talk to us and let us know what you think about Two Heels in the Face. Yeah. <laughs> And um, we'll probably see you at some local indie show. Hopefully, yeah. SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, but thanks for joining us. Lots of wrestling that we covered, and I hope, I hope you enjoyed it. Take Great. care. Peace.